Wild predator to domestic pet is understood. Domestic cats are to be found in every corner of the globe. Worldwide, there are roughly three cats for every domestic dog. And although many of these cats do not have owners, in most countries, pet cats are at least as popular as pet dogs. Yet the fact that some cats are owned while many are not hints at the possibility that as a species, Cats are not yet completely domesticated. Indeed, cats do have a reputation for being rather independent animals, quite distinct from the much more emotionally needy dog. This is not to say that cats are cold and unemotional, as some people would have us believe, merely that they are less inclined to show their feelings at every available opportunity. And they are generally much easier to look after than dogs are, because they don't need to be walked, and can cope with being left on their own for several hours at a time, a situation that many dogs find stressful, although few dog owners seem to realise this. Ten thousand years ago, there were no domestic cats, just thirty or so species of small wild cats, as well as a handful of big cat species, living in different parts of the world. All of these trace their ancestry back ten million years to the first cat of all, known as Sudalerus, from which all today's felids, from the lion down to the tiny black-footed cat, claim their descent. Fast forward to about two million years ago, and we see the emergence of many of the types of wild cat that still inhabit the earth today. One group evolved in South America, including the ocelot, Jeffrey's cat, and the Jaguarundi, which looks and lives more like an otter than a cat. Another group colonised Central and Southern Asia. Among these were the Shaggy Manul, or Palaces Cat, which used to be considered a possible ancestor for the long-haired breeds of domestic cat until DNA testing ruled that out, and the Asian Leopard Cat, from which the modern Bengal breed is partly derived. Farther west... Another set of cats evolved and began to spread into Europe. Among these was the ancestor of all of today's domestic cats, the wild cat, Phalus sylvestris. This species occurs throughout Africa, Western Asia and Europe, including the highlands of Scotland, where the only British population of wild cat now teeters on the edge of extinction. The first reliable records of proper domesticated cats comes from Egypt, about 6,000 years ago, but it is likely that the process of domestication had started several thousand years earlier, prompted by a key event in our own journey towards civilization, the emergence of house mice. The house mouse probably evolved when a new source of food appeared for the first time, the stores of harvested grains and nuts that our ancestors began to accumulate as they switched from nomadic hunting and gathering to settling in one place and stockpiling food to tide them over in lean times. Pottery had not yet been invented, and these stores, made from woven fibres, skins or unfired clay, would have been vulnerable to pests. Dogs had been domesticated several thousand years previously, but seemed to have been of little use in the war against mice and other rodents that feasted on the unprecedented concentrations of food provided by humankind's change in lifestyle. Into this scenario came wild cats, 
attracted by the new concentrations of rodents as inevitably as those rodents had been attracted by stores of grain and nuts. The first civilization to be plagued by rodents were, we think, the Natufians, who lived to the east of the Mediterranean Sea, in an area overlapping what is now Lebanon, Israel, Palestine, Jordan, and Syria, about 10,000 years ago. It is most likely in this region that wildcats first began to transform themselves into domestic cats, a theory supported by the DNA of today's pet cats, which is more similar to that of wildcats from the Middle East than it is to those that now live in Europe, India, or Southern Africa. For hundreds, possibly thousands of years, these cats would have only visited human habitations to hunt, retreating to the wild to rest and to raise their young, lives rather similar to those of today's urban foxes.